Team. Quick punch in from podcaster Josh here. We had a few audio issues while recording the next couple of episodes. My apologies in advance to Daniel's voice audio, and we will be moving away from using wireless lapel microphones. It turns out all of the other research on the internet and people who have done that before were right. It is not worth the effort. I'm also going to test punching in a few places during the session here to give some notes as we go along and to address some stuff that happens. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to episode three of Crash Course DM. It's me, Josh Greenway, your dungeon newbie and longtime listener, first time caller. Joining me today, we're starting in the game room. And uh, in the time honored tradition of adults playing, playing pretend, I have with me. Hey everyone, it's Daniel Locke, your forever dungeon master from One Shot at a Time. I don't know why I always plug myself beforehand. Anyways, uh, we are not running late for any specific reason, and I am here to have a great time. Oh, also I play Feelings, if you don't know, the half health bard. Hey, I am Chris Hilfiger, and uh, I am also a DM, but I am a player in this game. I am playing a quirky little halfling druid named Adria, and... Um, I like to speak with your manager. That's fair. And uh, for those who don't know, Chris is also our resident rules janitor, and he's, he's here to help me make sure that I don't make a mess of things. I'd just like to clean it up a bit. And then we have? Uh, yeah, and this is Shay Ingram, uh, the only, I think, non-DM at the table, here just to uh, have a good time and be as ignorant of the rules as possible. Heck yeah, uh, team ignorant, go us. <laughs> I'll be filling in as everybody's favorite Dragonborn Paladin, Sora Dodendrian. Excellent, welcome everybody. So for today's session, I brought you all a few things. First, it's a fucking explicit rating. So Whoa! go team. Holy fuck. Second, uh, you may have noticed that we're not recording in my living room today. So we're at the Silver Key Lounge, which is pretty cool. I'm excited to play in this game room. Uh, thanks for letting us come hang out here. If you're in Phoenix, you should check it out. What we're gonna do is I'm gonna have podcaster Josh uh, catch the audience up with what happened last time, and I want him to call the shot for this time about what we're about to get up to. So let's recap this last session together, and we'll catch everybody else after the debrief. Good luck, dungeon newbies. Bye. Hey, everyone. It's podcaster Josh here, and while the team regroups about last time, let's call the shot. So before... Our band of adventurers went to the mining town of Hasvent, where they were basically forced to fight a job board golem after not being forced to vomit on an NPC, but also doing that. From there, we went into the sewers, immediately gave up on opening a door we found before stealing jewelry from a dying old Goliath woman, setting off a super intense beam of light and hightailing it out of town just in time to see the administration building of the Church of Columbus fall into the city of Elton. Today, we'll come back in on seeing the falling city and I'm gonna give our team a chance to notice something interesting about the wreckage. Then they're gonna go for a pretty wild ride. I expect someone, probably Adria, to mention the fact that they're not sure how they were able to get out of the sewers, which will be a cool kicking off point, but if that doesn't happen, it's fine. They're gonna find themselves in an odd plane of existence where movement doesn't happen like you'd expect. The stagecoach has been cursed. Side note, feelings will have a special advantage to detect this, but it's being controlled by a currently unknown force. They'll go barreling along and most likely end up careening off a cliff into the white light. From there, we'll end up in another underground chamber a long time ago with more bent reality. I'm gonna give them a chance to role play a bit with some NPCs. So I'll have topic cards and people for them to be, and they'll get to help me act out part of the larger campaign story. We'll meet and hear some already familiar faces, and together we'll learn how the team got out of the sewers. What's going on with the lady in the mounts? Today feels like it should be fairly on rails, with some cool opportunities for storytelling. The guy should be about done. Let's see how it goes. Mm -hmm. 
the party today is on their way back to Eltin. You have just seen the Ark of Light connect to the temple and the temple, uh, or sorry, the temple administerial building, which then shattered and fell into the city below. And I'd like to open up this session and understand maybe where each of you are in the brunch mobile and what you're doing in this moment, maybe what you're thinking and feeling. Okay, so since you said feeling, I guess I'm starting. So feelings and seeing this cataclysm happen and the administrative building fall of the sky as she's like hanging outside of the window and just going, we need to turn around. And that's what I'm, that's right. Okay, so feelings is like hanging out the window like we should go back. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting up in the passenger seat. I'm next to our driver, Edmund, um, and not really not really guiding or navigating, but acting like I am. You know? Ooh, yeah, yeah. Very much like making sure he's doing what he's supposed to be doing, even though I have no idea what he's supposed to be doing. Here's it there, and Edmund's like, yes, sir, I know. Yep. Right, right. Yep. Uh, yeah, the horses are gonna keep going straight. We're on a straightaway. I don't need to turn, so I'm not gonna pull the reins, just like you said. Perfect, exactly as anticipated, yes. Oh, she's such a help, sir. Thank you so much. What would you do without me? One can only imagine. It was a lot less helpful when you told him to drive straight through a lake, but okay. I feel like uh, Adria would be just looking out the window at the ocean, and she would just be gazing at the beauty of nature, um, kind of ignoring what's to come, you know? I love that. Um, okay, so, so Adria, you're kind of looking out over the ocean. When we left last time, we talked about the sort of temple falling, and so have you kind of like, can you tell me like from that kind of how you moved away to look over? It might be important. How I... Like, so you saw the temple fall apart and you said you're now looking at the ocean, right? Like, uh, oh, I see. Um, so I, I feel like Adria would have uh, seen the temple falling apart, just... <sighs> Heavy sigh. <sighs> just turn, gaze out. Both hands on the window, both hands under the chin, cocked head, another big sigh, ocean. I'm leaning out of the same window right next to her. So, uh, like for the two of you to, ooh, Adria, what's your passive perception? My passive. Actually, what's both of your passive perceptions? All of you, all of you. Everyone's passive perception, yeah. Because you're looking straight ahead, right? This just escalated so much, 13. 14. 14. Uh, nine. Right, that's this? Yeah, uh, okay, so, the two of you, uh, uh, let me be better about saying names. Adria and Feelings, as you're kind of looking out and trying not to pay attention to the city, a very faint red light kind of catches your attention and pulls you back to look, and as you watch this massive ring of the Temple of Columbus administerial building slowly descend into the city, the light gets brighter and it stops moving before it fully hits the ground. And you find that the line of light has now sort of fragmented away, kind of like a lightning strike that happens slowly and then pulls back, and the administerial building is destroyed and there's dust plumes just kind of holding in the air and just a faint red glow holds the temple arc up into the air. Can you describe the red line? Is it like a thin red yeah, line? Yeah, 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 like a really thin, like a really thin red aura. Just kind of, you barely notice it around the edges of the temple buildings from this far away. Oh, I see. And then, spider webbing lights expand outward from a corner of the temple that are green and bright, and they expand out more and more, and an even bigger explosion happens somewhere right underneath the ground, and the city sort of crumples inwards, and a shockwave just sort of goes out, and you see, you can see it moving towards your cart and your wagon, and the sky goes dark. The sun goes, like, the sun's just gone. There are no stars but the temple is still holding in the middle while that explosion has kind of happened, and it's, you, it's like slow motion. It is just gradually coming towards the cart, uh, and the line of light that it disconnected and was running along the side of the road is starting to branch out to your right. What do you do? 
Well, first off, we saw that with the perception of 13 and 14. What did he see? He didn't see the red. All he saw was the explosion, and then, so Sora sees the explosion, and then the weird line of light that disconnected to the temple that was on the ground is now spurting out from itself, like it's getting bigger to the right of your wagon as you're going straight towards the city. Busy supervising Edmund. Well, supervise Edmund to turn around. I'd like to just call up. Sir, uh, can you uh, get him to move faster or something? Uh... Sirs, this feels really bad. Edmund sort of chimes in. Like, oh my goodness, this is not what we signed up for. I just really thought this was going to be a chill errand into the town. Uh, I'm, I believe you signed up to, to serve us in whichever way we see fit. Very technically speaking, I signed up for the brunch force, but my contract holds out with your purchase. Can I ask a technical question? Yes. What is, do we, is this a horse-drawn buggy? Yes, you have a horse, it's a single horse that's pulling your, it's like a stagecoach that has doors and windows and stuff, and you two are hanging out of one of the windows on the side. May I do a thing? Yeah. I would love to do a thing. I would love to, if I can find it in my list here. Okay. I would like to, leaning out, can I see the horse? Uh, leaning out the window. <laughs> yes, you can see the horse. I would like to cast, uh, speak with animals. How, okay, how does this work? <laughs> so you gain the ability to comprehend and verbally communicate with beasts for the duration. The knowledge and awareness of many beasts is limited by their intelligence, but at minimum, beasts can give you information about blah, 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 blah. Uh, so I can talk to the animals. I can g glean information from them and possibly persuade them to perform a small favor. He's straight up Cinderella. Yeah, okay, okay, cool. I like this, I like this. So, uh, leaning out, I cast this on myself. It is a first level spell, so I will use up one of my spell slots. And uh, I would like to call out to the horse. Get us away, please. <laughs> Get us away, please? Okay. Um, the horse was... Uh, and then following that, I would like to ask, how are you doing? I would, I would love to get away. I just, what direction is away? Also, I've been better. This is terrifying. Okay. Calm down, horse. It's okay. Calm down. Just let's stop for a moment. Remember our breathing exercises. The horse starts to slow down the cart. Man, I really want to cast Speak With Animals too, just so I can say my character canonically understands this conversation happening right what now. Do, what do they, these two hear? <laughs> It's just you being like, <laughs> and then the horse like, <laughs> it does not sound like a conversation. <laughs> it sounds like some sort of peasant language. Is that something you've spoken before back home, maybe? Um... Oh, sorry, I'm talking to, uh, his name is William. Oh, William. William, I'm talking to William, the horse. Uh, I'm just making sure he's okay, you know? Willie, Willie the horse, you know. I'm working him through his breathing exercises. You're ensuring he doesn't stray from our path, right? We do have a mission here. Uh, I'd like to say to the horse, what is your dream? Yeah, what are you, uh, <laughs> you know, I wasn't really ready to talk about myself right now. It seems like there's there's bigger problems at hand, but I guess I'm a fan of like a fresh hay, like a really fresh hay, you know? You're worth a good hay, a real good hay. Yeah. And when, if you get us out of here quickly and safely, I'll make sure you get the best hay money can buy. So in the time that the horse took to kind of slow down and practice its breathing exercises, the white line has now doubled in size to the right of the cart, <laughs> and it's starting to kind of bend in front of it. Adrian, and why? you're still slowly moving forward. Sorry, what? Why, why is the horse slowing? What are you telling it? Oh, I'm helping it to, to be more comfortable, you know? Uh, Did you want me to speed up? Like, the, I, the thing's in front of me. Should I still go? I'm still going forward. Oh, yeah, I said get us out of here quickly and safely, and then I'll give you the hay. Got it, okay, so quickly and safely. So quickly and safely. 
The horse for like no, you guys. Don't, ooh, all of you make uh, athletics checks or dexterity. Oh, I want no. you to see if when this horse takes off again to like make Adria proud, if you can hold on to the cart. Okay. Wait, you're. Yo, know, yeah, you're all hanging out. Oh, this is great. Well, I'm I'm in the passenger seat. You're on the yeah. You're on the front in the passenger seat with Edmund. So you and Edmund get to make a check with advantage because you got stuff to hold on to. Okay. But you two are hanging out of the window, right? Yeah. So I want to no, see if you. Sausage and like whatnot. So I want to see if if you guys are able to. Uh, oh yeah, we all need to use the same diet. Okay, so let me, athletics, right? Uh, yeah, like an athletics check or dexterity, uh, whichever you want to use for this. So 19 minus one, 18 for athletics. I rolled going up 14. Does anybody want to reel that? Okay. I'm hold so on. 14. Hold on. You got an 18. 19. Yeah, 18. 18, 19, 14. Oh wow. Except with advantage. So yeah, 19. Yeah. I did say with advantage. Hold on. So. The DM looks very disappointed right now. <laughs> the horse bolts. It's like, oh, I'm gonna make Adria so pro Oh, watch this. And it takes off the fastest it ever has. It pulls this, like, it's like from zero to like 20 miles an hour or however fast horses go. It's like jarring. And the three of you hold on, you're like, oh, that was uncomfortable. Edmund is like, oh my goodness. And he straight falls off of the wagon onto no, the ground. No. So you are all taking off. You have left Edmund in the dust and <laughs> the lines of lightning are starting to go towards Edmund as you're leaving. <laughs> I watch and scream, Edmund, get out of the way! <laughs> Adria, tell the horse to stop. We have to save Edmund. It wouldn't be right to leave him behind. I'd like to tell the horse... William! He left your your rider behind. Ed, what? He like spins around and like goes right back to get Edmund. Um, I need you guys to make one more, just <laughs> just one more check, but with advantage because you're expecting him to have a reaction this time. Like just one, like he's whipping around this time. So I want you to do another athletics. I rolled a three. With advantage? Oh, with advantage, no. Okay. Missed that part. Okay, 15. Okay. Uh, 17. Okay. But, um, that is a three and a six. So that's a six. Yeah, that's a six for me. <laughs> oh, no. You guys whip around, like, lift the <laughs> horse. is like, we're going to get out of And just goes. And uh, feelings, feelings sausage snaps, and he falls out of the window onto the ground. And now there are lines of light going towards Edmund, who is 40 feet away from you, okay. and towards Feelings, who is prone on the ground, uh, now 10 feet behind the wagon. So you have the wagon, 10 feet behind is Feelings, 40 feet in front is Edmund, lines of lightning going for them both. Okay, um, I would like to, to jump out and try to save Feelings while the card continues on towards Edmund. As the DM, I can't ask you questions, but I feel, so what is your plan here? Like you say you're gonna save feelings. Yeah. Talk me through what so you're doing. I'm a nine foot dragon. Yeah. I feel like I can easily pick him up. Yeah. So I would like to, after we whip around, I wanna jump out of the, the cart, go pick feelings What's up. your speed? Um, it should be 30 feet. It's 30 feet. 30 feet is movement. Ooh, do, 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 do. Walking speed is 30 feet. Okay. Uh, I'll let you, like, okay, so you're gonna jump out and grab feelings? I would like, yeah, I'd like to jump out and grab feelings. Okay. I would like to be grabbed. Uh, <laughs> and, okay. You can do this thing. Uh, I would like for you to make an athletics check to figure out if you're going to land and grab him and be ready to go, or if you're gonna. May I inspire him with some bardic inspiration? Of course you can. <laughs> oh man, yeah. He's falling out of the car. He just whips out all of his instruments in midair. We see Caesar rolling. Yeah, athletics check with inspiration. Remind me, the Inspire adds a D6 right. to my roll? Okay, so 
I'm gonna roll the twenty and the six. Yep. And Adam? Look at you remember in the rules. Hey, I'm and then you can have I'm doing some things. Oh, that's a twenty-six, baby. Wow. I'm not doing anything to stop my momentum, but I am sitting to you the entire way down. Yeah, all right. So you, uh, Sora sees feelings, sausage snap, and feelings falling out of, no, Sora hears feelings go, Wah! it's like, not again, and jumps kind of up and does a sweet backflip turn and sees like feelings on the ground as the cart leaves underneath Sura, lands and picks up feelings and just hops right back onto the top of the cart. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Wow. So you're just like, <laughs> got you. Thanks, Sura. I can't keep doing this. Yes, you can. You've done it every time. It's okay. I, I, I believe in you. But there will be a day where I'm not there to save you, Feeling. Well, let's hope that day never comes. So you're all careening towards Edmund. Your I would like to, uh, is there a way of exiting the cart from the front so that I can access the horse? There's not. You'd have to like go around and kind of try to shimmy over the front. Okay. To get like around the window to it. You know what I mean? Like you have to yeah. crawl around the outside. So there's not enough time to do that. Okay. Who's driving this car? Nobody now. Yeah, yeah, no one's driving it right now. The horse is in control. <laughs> oh, wonderful, lovely. At least he's talking to us. Let me take that back, though. Like, do you guys feel like you maybe would have put a moonroof in the brunch mobile when you got it? Well, I feel like we I had a moonroof and it would have just fallen through it. Oh, that's true. Yeah, definitely you don't have a moonroof then. Yeah, because they you just would have fallen. Yeah, never mind. So. Uh huh. Okay. I would, so how far away are we from Edmund? Uh, you're now like 20 feet, like you're pretty close, but so is the white light, which is, was, and I wanna remind you so you have an idea of kind of the picture of what's happening around you right now. It's, if it struck the city like it was hitting it, it's recoiling like a whip now, and it's almost curling, it's not even almost, it's straight up curling around you, and it's going towards Edmund in the center. It's kind of doing the curl because it was going for feelings for a second, but he got into the cart, and you're all out running where the lightning can try to chase you there. We're using Wait. lightning figuratively. This is a flat white light in lightning. Being marks on the ground. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I see. Gotcha. It's not electricity. Okay. Okay. Can I do anything? I know I just thought the card, but. Yeah, you can do. I mean, yeah, we're not in combat. Like, there's. No. All right. Well, I'm going to treat it like combat, and I'm going to shoot an arrow at the lightning. <laughs> well, hold on. Can the lightning hear things? Hold on. Because if it can hear things, I can talk crap to it and make it take psychic damage with Vicious Mockery. But this is a very dumb question to ask. The mock the lightning? No! Does the lightning hear anything? <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're ground light, ground light, I guess. I don't know. Can you I, give me a reason why your character might be able to figure that out? Do you want to check in some? Do you want to just try it? Like, are you trying to use a spell or something? Yeah, so the spell is Vicious Mockery. I essentially talk shit to something, and then if it can actually understand words and insults, it may take psychic damage after wisdom saves. And so you're just trying to ask the DM if this is going to work or not, so you don't have to burn a skill well, spell slot? Well, well, it's not a spell, it's just a cantrip, so we're not, oh, it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. So you might as well try it. Yeah, yeah, I feel like you should try it. I mean, what's... Talk your shit, yeah. feelings. You ain't got no curves. You're just running straight through. So, uh, nothing happens when you talk smack to the lightning. It's <laughs> just a force of nature. <laughs> Damn, all right. Uh, I like to do two things if that's okay. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know if you were about to do I, something. No, I would like to pull out a rope. Uh, I'd like to throw the rope out the cart. And then I would like to yell in horse language to my friend William. William, run, run past Edmonds and I'll catch him with a rope. And that's a good idea, Andrew. I was just gonna stop there if you didn't tell me. Uh, so he was I, literally going to just stop at Edmund if he didn't <laughs> say that, so. So I have the rope out. Uh, I'd like to call back, Sura, help me. Okay, and I'm, I'm like on top of the cart now, right? With yeah. feelings. Uh -huh. Am I able to reach down to where 
Well, I mean, you're nine feet, I'm like, assuming. I'm, I'm pretty tall. Like, I feel like I have a good arm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, basically, I think you could, like, it's sort of... I'm a dinosaur, so your arms may be very short. <laughs> no, 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 no. Once again, I am a dragon. You've now called me a crocodile and a dinosaur. <laughs> I, I, I am very take, sorry. Great offense to this. You did just save my life. I'm just working up my... Vicious mockery skills. If you keep this up, I will be forced to call you by various musician names. Bear, 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 bear. I, I get it. You get it. Dragon, sir. Dragon. Okay, so yeah, then I, I think I would reach down and, and help with the rope, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, so you are. And maybe, uh, maybe I kind of brace myself on the top of the brunch mobile. Yeah, okay. Like I'm grasping one edge of it. I love this. Like so this. we're going to so do like do a it. sort of hook line thing to try to grab at Edmund as we go by. Yeah. Is yeah. it you want him to grab the rope or are you holding the rope and you're hanging and I shouldn't paint ideas? You guys tell me what you're doing. I, I'm, I was going to yell out to Edmund, so as we're passing him, grab onto the rope. Okay. All right. So Edmund is going to make. A, this is so wild. Okay, Edmund is gonna make a public athletic or a dexterity check to see if he can grab this rope okay. going by. Um, I feel like before Edmund does this, I need you to have a visual image of your surroundings. So what I'm gonna say is we're gonna get out the little paper here. Thank you, sir, I appreciate that. So Edmund is here and the cart is here and you're kind of not even kind of you're all coming along the side to swoop it at Edmund and for those listening he placed down two little uh, d4 dice one giant notepad 10 feet from each other on the notepad with the squares and the notepad is a hundred feet wide this is a huge notepad we're in a warehouse so Hasfenth is that is away. You're kind of actually heading towards Hasfenth now just to grab Edmund. And the city of Eltin is behind the direction you're going now. And what we find is that the line of lightning that you're all kind of trying to outrun and, and get to Edmund here is doing this number on you now. Ooh. He drew a big spiral that begins at one of the D4s and goes towards the city of Hasbun. Could potentially be a Fibonacci. Ooh. on the eyes. I really hope we get through more. Oh my god, okay. So, uh... <laughs> I still don't know what it means, but I heard it once. So, we're gonna do a check to see if Edmund is able to be grabbed. And then immediately afterwards, we're gonna do another check to see if Adria can spur the horse just a little bit faster. So, we're gonna check on Edmund first. Here we go. Oh boy. Oh, guys, Edmund doesn't make it. <sighs> no. <laughs> um, okay, so you have a decision to make here. You stupid, stupid <laughs> man. You pass Edmund, okay? And we'll say that the team doofed up and you swung a little wide, afraid of getting to him. You can try one more turn and an athletics check to get him and outrun the spiral, or you can do one more check and see if Adria can inspire the horse to run just a little bit faster to get away from the light and leave Edmund behind. I'd like to call up and uh, say, how much did you like Edmund? As you know, I try not to form too close of a bond with any of the help. Uh, he, he was decent enough at his job, but not quite worth risking our own lives for, I'm afraid. You're giving him a lot of credit, but uh, yeah, I kind of agree. I say we just leave him in the dust. It seems like you can control the horse. I mean, he should have grabbed onto the rope. Uh, I'd like to... Sorry, sir, sorry. If you just come around real quick, I'll, I'll just try and get you so close. You're within 10 feet of me. Um, why don't you try doing the lasso thing? I don't think I have time to tie a lasso. <laughs> it's gonna be real hard. <laughs> you can try anything you want to try. 
<laughs> you have rope too. Okay, okay, I'd like to pull the rope back really quick and tie like a super tight lasso and before you get married to this idea, there's only there's only one way this works for you. And it's if you get a 20. I know. I okay. know. I know. I'm all willing right. to try it. Okay. All right. All right. That's this cool. This is yeah. a last ditch effort to save this last guy. Last ditch if effort. It doesn't work. Gosh, he's I, gone. There's a trade-off. I gave you two decisions, right? So something else, you don't get to immediately take off on the horse. We're going to do something different if you, you make correct. this decision. So with that in mind, um, as I agree with what Feelings said and I pull the rope back and begin to lasso, I second think my decision, call to the horse, take us home, William. Okay, so you're going to have to make a persuasion check on William with disadvantage. Because William loves Edmund. That is true. They've been through so much together. That is true. This poor guy. I feel bad. Persuasion with disadvantage. Oh, it's not going to be great. I got a natural 20 and an 8. Oh, no. So, 8. So, 8. And so Edmund stops and Wait, turns. Edmund? Not Edmund, sorry. William. And so William oh. stops and he lets out a whinny like, uh, and just like turns to the right and swoops over and he like picks up Edmund by his scruff in his mouth. Yeah. Like he's his child. <laughs> and books Edmund. it. Edmund just goes <laughs> books it around the spiral to try to make it in. And this is, we can't redraw this, but the spiral is tightening on oh, you now. Oh, God. You have, you have one more chance here, okay, um, to try to escape the spiral. Uh, and I think we can keep using the horse, and uh, I'll give you advantage this time because you have Edmund. Okay. Um, okay. I feel like I have to say something motivational to this horse. Um, I'd like to call up, what do you guys say when you're, uh, when you're feeling real down and just need someone to perk you up? What do you, what do you like to hear? Are you talking to, honestly, you talking to the horse? I'm talking to you two. Oh, Jack, you're still talking to the horse to me, so I can't understand you. <laughs> Uh, typically, I, I would have uh, a, a harem of servants come in and, and t you know, talk about my accolades and, and praise me. Oh. That really lifts my spirits, personally. I can attest for it, sirs. Like, he's, he's, he seems so much happier when people in, in, uh, compliment him. <laughs> also, I'm just super happy to be on the, on, on the front of the horse here with you all. I would like to call out and speaking in horse language once more. Uh, William, your coat sure is shiny today. It looks great in this uh, light, you know. The way that you run, you just, you glisten. And if you could, you know, just just really take it home, I think, we, I think we'd all be real impressed. And have you rolled yet? Did you do your roll? No. Oh, okay. Is this straight or? Oh, this is with advantage. Persuasion? Uh, yeah. Good thing too. That was a fourteen. It was a, it was a tough check. I'm so sorry. You you don't make it, um, but it's cool. We get white lighted. You do. You're gonna get white lighted. So what happens here is the whip spiral expands inward. Everything gets really bright, and it goes white, and sound goes away. There's no sound anymore. It's so bright and white you can't see anything. And then all of the, like in the space of half of a second, the entire interior of the coach comes back to, who's inside the coach? Uh, I think Adria's the only one. I'm hanging out the window. Oh, you're, okay. So the entire exterior of the coach uh, becomes visible to all of you and you can kind of see again as it, again, no sound. No sound happens whatsoever, but a room materializes around you and the stagecoach crashes to the ground.
and skids across and smashes and crumples into a wall. And I would like, you're on the top. Mm -hmm. I'd like for you to make an athletics check just to see if you can just sort of hop off before it smacks into the wall. He's still holding you, by the way. Oh, and you've got... I imagine you're like kind of pinned beneath me yeah. and the... Yeah, I feel like you've got this. Like, it's not a disadvantage thing, I don't think. 16. Oh, 16. Five okay, yeah. plus six. For yeah. Me. Oh, Jesus. Your characters are like so powerful. like my only okay. thing that... <laughs> nice. Okay, all the athletics checks for Sura. Uh, awesome. So, definitely plenty. So, you hop off of it, and it doesn't smack far enough to hurt Adria. So, Sura and Feelings are off of the cart, and Adria is... It's, it's just sort of skidded to a halt. There's no sound. Can't hear anything. You're in a small room that's just a, it's a small square. It's 20 feet by 30 feet. It's a rectangle. And there is a, there are two doors, one to your north and one to the west, if you were to just kind of pick a direction in a map. Like in front of you and to the right, there are two different doorways. And there's, there's no, no sound in this room. Where are you all looking? So, so you said there's a door to the north and door to the west. Where did the the wagon hit? The wagon hit the south wall. The south wall. Yeah. Okay. So I imagine that as it's careening towards the south wall, I jumped off, um, and probably I'm probably facing probably facing the south. I imagine. I'm probably looking to where where the wagon hit because I want to make sure that Adria is okay. Yeah, am I? I was in the wagon. I was halfway in the wagon. Yeah, am you were I halfway. Okay? So you're yeah, you're fine. You're just like hanging out of the. It didn't hit so hard that it crumpled where you were at. It just hit the front part of the wagon. So if you were sitting oh. in the chair, it would have probably knocked you around a little bit. So, are you looking at Adria? I am, yeah. So I like I'm looking in the general area, and then I'm just kind of uh, there's no sound, so I can't call out, right? Yeah, right. But I'm I'm kind of making sure, like I'm looking for Adria to make sure that they're okay. So I like to imagine there's maybe some dust floating in the air. You're trying to find Adria. Are you looking around to feelings? What are you doing? I think I'm still underneath his arms, being held tightly. I'm just going. I'm not able to say anything because there's no sound. I'm so happy we got here tonight. I can't believe this. Okay, so what I would like you all to do is roll again for character. So at this point in the live play, the players have all just seen me lay down a series of three cards face down on the table with the Crash Course DM logo on the back. And they're going to, much like in episode one, pick characters based off of initiative order. What I would like you all to do is roll again for character. Ooh! Oh. What in the world? I, uh, what, okay. We have to roll a, we don't, there's no D3, Just so. Just D20 to get initiative order, and then you get to pick a person at random. 19. Ooh, that's gonna be tough to beat. 13. Five. Okay, so Daniel picks his first. Don't keep it down. Go ahead and pick your cards. <laughs> Sora, as you look through the dust and look for things to settle down, you cast about over for where you expect to see Adria. Adria, turn over your card. Who are you? I... <laughs> I am... Lokirn Dardendrian. What? No, we're not making any noise, so we're going. I am a tall, green dragonborn. What? <laughs> what I would like for you to do is make a. Whatever kind of check you want to make, I want to see maybe if you remember anything about the person's body you just landed in. And maybe, I, w I think that might be perception or history, but I'll let you decide based on your character's stats. Well, I'm pretty good in both, but we'll go with perception. Um, but I feel like history would be like the history of the person. Yeah, but to, to be above game for a second, this isn't like somebody you would have heard of before. True. You landed in somebody's okay. body. Got it, okay. Perception it is. Go with you. 
That is 17. Damn. Okay, so you are Lokirin Dardendrian. You are here wherever we are for a ceremony. You have a very important role to play. You know that you are a facilitator. You are here to make sure that this happens, whatever it is. Okay. I'll tell you that if you had got a little bit higher, you would know what it was. Okay. You do, so Sora, you do not recognize the figure in front of you, but it looks a lot like you. They put it. Mine's just, goes from green and that one is gold. Right, but it is also a dragon person. Now all dragons you, look the same. Were you speaking okay, in cool. character, or were you just speaking in like this is me outside? A, dra can't say a dragon can say that other oh. dragons look the same. Fair enough. But a bard. Yeah, a bard cannot say that. Yeah. Instantly canceled. Got it. Okay. So, what do you do? I okay. Um, so I'm looking at the wagon. And I'm expecting to see you know. Tiny Adria, 40-pound yep. Adria, and I see this giant green dragon. And This dragonborn is also larger than you. Oh, wow. So, wow. So this okay. is a wild change of events. <laughs> and, this is so, so cool. So physically, like, this isn't like a hallucination, right? Cause, no. Because actually... I'm thinking if, if this dragon is physically larger than me, then they're not fitting comfortably. In that no, they have basically destroyed the side of okay. the mobile that's there. Yep. Okay, and so I'm I'm just taking back a... and and I kind of look and, and mouth to myself because there's no sound. I kind of so you're like holding feelings holding under your feelings arm, under being like arm, I'm just like Adria, like but and I have a I have a I'm assuming I have a sense of like you know it's another dragon, like wow that's weird. I wouldn't expect to just see another dragon out and about, but yeah, I'm very I'm very taken aback, very confused and. Uh, I don't quite know what to make of it. And then you look to your right to see if Feelings has noticed, and Feelings, turn over your card. I have Rudvin Eldercrag, the dwarf? Yes, he is a dwarf. Go ahead and make a, did we say perception check is what we're doing? Or if you have like a stat for your character that you want to make a case for would work better, I can be amenable to this. I want you guys to make the high rolls on this. Look this. Um... That would make sense. Uh, I mean, my perception is the highest, though. Okay. I feel like that's kind of weird to make. Um, I feel like it would be like a history, even though that's kind of lower. Well, again, these are not, this is not somebody that you would ever heard of before. There's not a history check that will help you here. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll make a, I'll make, make a perception check. Uh, that is a seven. It's a hot seven. Dang it. Okay, so <laughs> you know that your name is Rudvin, and Make sure I know that. Being sure. <laughs> you know that you're here for a ceremony, and you know that this is the saddest day of your entire life. Oh, I'm so sad I can't say anything about it. Sura, what do you do? I I look over, expecting to see the the high elf bard feelings, and I see instead this this dwarf, and I drop him instinctually because uh -huh. I'm not expecting that creature, so apologies. Yeah, and then you see your hand, right, as you drop this creature? Yeah, and I notice something's amiss, i Yeah, turn that, turn that card over, killer. Who are you? I'm guessing because I am Elton the First. Don't you, uh, why don't you uh, crush one of them perception rolls for me, buddy, oh, unless gosh. you got another stat you want to use. I don't have another one that I feel like I can uh, justify. <laughs> <laughs> Um, or one that's going to be better necessarily than a perception check, so. Uh, the, and as you said, this isn't necessarily someone I would know or I've Right, this is not a history thing, for okay. sure. Like, that's the only thing I'll say it doesn't make sense in this because of the nature of what's happened. What about religion? I, I am a very pious I'll take that, man, yeah. Okay, right? okay, yeah, we can do, oh, actually, for you, yes, religion, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, with I'm your torn thing. My, yeah, 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 yeah. banks of, uh, of the, the church, and, okay. It's a 17. Okay. I'll take it. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Cool, all right, so you know that you have arrived in the body of, hold on, wait, I have to look up a couple of things. Okay. 
On the picture here, Loki and Dardendri and his whiskers. I feel I like <laughs> I'm, a, oh, yeah, sure I'm a cat dragon. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, this is wild. Okay, so. I, I had facial hair for the first time in my life. <laughs> you are the long, you're in the body of the longtime ruler of what is, to the knowledge of the person that you're in right now, the very humble, humble beginnings of a small kingdom of Eltin. And you have plans. You're here to accomplish something. You are here to basically double or quadruple the size of your kingdom. You, what was your, 17? 17. Okay. So the first thing I'll tell you, because I love it, or the next thing is that uh, you have recently changed your name. It used to be Seth. <laughs> And now you are, you're rebranding as Eltian and you're standing up and you're an accomplished statesman. Like you're doing a great job at this. Like you are, you are a king and your plans are to be an emperor and to have control like nobody's ever thought of before. And you're here today to make a pact wherever we are. Seth's a king with a name change and I'm just sad. Remind <laughs> me of your names. Ruthven Eldercrad, though I probably don't know that Lokir. either. No, yeah, you do know, you know who your character's name is. Lokir. So you've just landed in three okay. bodies that are not yours. There's no sound. And there's no sound. That is where we have to pause for today. Welcome to another peek behind the DM screen. This session was great. Things went way more like I expected them to this time for the most part. We're playing one session across two episodes again, so it may still be too early to tell, but right now, things are going aces. First things first, I decided not to do the haunted stagecoach bit, so I did not call my own shot. Pretty much from the moment that Sura was on top of the coach next to Edmund supervising, I figured it wouldn't work. Originally, Edmund and William the horse were going to mysteriously disappear, and we were going to see if the party would notice, and the sky would go dark. And they were going to start moving in slow motion, kind of in the opposite direction of wherever they told me they wanted to go some kind of small puzzle to figure out uh, if they could bail out of that before the stagecoach fell into the light. But saving Eddie, so much more fun. And then Sura having that epic save for feelings too. One thing that I'm kind of bummed about is that I should have let Shay call the shot there about how it happened. Again, I just want to be more on top of them telling their own creative stories. I do, oh, I super love the bonus NPC of William the horse. Was not ready for that at all. I didn't even consider that our druid might try to talk to the horse. Uh, Chris had a case later for this being an animal handling check too, instead of persuasion. Totally fair. Eve is right. This is just where we are now. That overall section took a lot longer than I thought it would, and now we have an extra character in their mystery region they're in, but I'll do something about that. If they'd all escaped the lightning whip of light thing, I was going to have this cool sky clearing moment happen, but we'll get to come back to it later instead. Writer Josh put a lot of NPCs into the next section. I know now that I'm going to have to adapt some of this. Even in episode five, I think it is. Uh, oh, it's gonna be a lot. Um, I also, it is harder to keep up with the voices than I thought. I'm gonna have to do some practicing and come up with a system of tracking that. I did a terrible job of explaining the whole role for character concept in episode one and then also in this episode. Uh, never explained it at all, hence the punch in earlier. But even in episode one, they all had cards kind of laying face down on the table to choose their characters from kind of at random. I have more of that in a blog post on anythingyoucando.co if you're curious to see what that looked like and how that process is evolving. 
Oh, and they all they all should have had to have made insight checks when they landed in their characters in the new mystery realm in the muted area. Not perception. It should have been insight. Ugh. I'm going to have to make myself a little cheat sheet for the check types or find is one online. I'm going to find one online and we'll credit the person who made it. Their character assignments, though. Oh, my God. This was great. This was so good. Adria, the tiny, is Lokirn. Uh, I was kind of hoping that Sura was going to end up in that body as the green dragonborn, but that's the random draw, baby. And I'm pretty sure we can all guess that Elton is the current like emperor ruler guy mentioned at the beginning. Lokirn is obviously in some way related to Sura, but we haven't we haven't met Rudvin Elder Crag or any Elder Crags yet. Maybe things would be different there if we hadn't vomited on somebody randomly in the first quest. You can't you can't see me right now, but I'm shrugging super sarcastically. I got some feedback from our burgeoning and adoring audience. Please keep the notes coming, and if you want me to shout you out by name with your commentary or want to leave a voice message for us to play, let me know, or I'll keep an eye out for those. Otherwise, these are generally going to be anonymous. One point was that I or we need to narrate what's happening in the room better and avoid saying the generic yous and refer more to the characters, which I caught to, you're totally right. A couple of people I know said it would be fun to watch us playing on video, and that's more of a production to put together, but if we get enough of a following, it's something we definitely want to do. Thank you again for the note. I thought I had more, but I guess it was just those two. So uh, I really appreciate the feedback, and as we keep working to improve our play sessions and the show, we're going to incorporate all of this, all things being equal. I think it was a really good session. We had some technical difficulties, and Daniel's tire on his car went on strike, but beyond that, it was a fun time in a new place. There were interesting sound things to deal with. For episode five, we'll be back at my home studio with a more tame microphone setup, and next time we'll pick up with the party, exploring the new, very quiet place they find themselves in, in their new, very very different bodies. Thank you for listening to Crash Course DM, brought to you by Anything You Can Do, a blog about pretty much that. We release new episodes of Crash Course DM on all major podcasting platforms and YouTube every other week. Please like and subscribe on your platform of choice, leaving us comments or voice messages about what you liked or didn't like about the show. Word of mouth is our best friend right now. So please tell your family and friends about the show if you'd like to support us. Catch us here in a couple weeks.